Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Well, it's been spooky because uh, Sting just fucked his career up. Agreeing <laughs> <laughs> to something he shouldn't have. Sting's a crow. Crows <laughs> hang around graveyards and Sting's <laughs> career is in the ground. <laughs> Oh, Mountain Dew! Mountain Dew! Mountain Dew! There's nothing for Mountain Dew. It's a different kind of Mountain Dew. Gives you a kickstart. There probably got to in it. Three it? guys in, a, in an American basement. American basements. Uh, they Rumpus are. Rooms. Oh, they are fucking Man amazing. <laughs> I, would, I, I was looking at this night. Again, my big thing about like Britain being terrible. Well, why don't you leave? Because, why don't you leave? Because I would don't fucking you love to leave Britain. Love to you coronavirus balance. fucking you thing. Brexit it up, you All balance. of the shit. Um, but <laughs> I was watching that and I was thinking, it did remind me, like, why are our houses? is so expensive and we don't have like basements Space, and then yeah. look at that and they're like hey, look at these three losers in their basement I'd love in, a basement in their fucking football pitch sized basement <laughs> with all this sort of, like vintage retro yeah. furniture that look really nice and cool to mm, the touch yeah and they drink that and then they start going whoa the whole thing goes totally fucking oh I'm shedding my uh, inhibitions and <laughs> having convulsions I really really wanted them just to start fucking just really <laughs> joyless fucking like, like Mountain Dew mechanical just, it's gonna absolutely fucking rinse your brain eye rolling just stupid <laughs> stupid fuck <laughs> froth everywhere yeah. from your mouth <laughs> 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 oh, love fuck it. him fuck him Fuck no, him. Joe. Um, I would very much like <laughs> that would be nothing and scene <laughs> fuck him fuck him Mountain Joe guys amazing Joe. amazing work <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you didn't, you didn't real put Mountain Dew in the uh, yeah it's actual Mountain Dew kickstart what a terrible era different kind uh, Paige versus yes. a, uh, Paige and AJ Lee rather versus the Bella twins uh, they are all still divas at this point okay um, but this is beginning to be the end of Divas. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a, a fifth, well, superstars is what it becomes. Um, Paige, little Paige, is it the first time I think you've seen her on a wrestling? First video? time I've seen her in, I was um, up until about halfway through the film, is it Wrestling with My Family? Yeah. Fighting with My Family. 
I thought that she was playing her own role. I thought she was playing herself. You, in the be- film. you believed not very Florence Pugh. <laughs> I did. I to did. To be, to be WWE sh- superstar Paige, I'd the glamour. I'd not seen that much of Paige. Seen. I didn't really understand. <laughs> I, 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 believe, I, 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 I would have thought you'd seen practically all of her. Oh dear. I, yes. I mean, it's very low resolution. Um, <laughs> look, if you are going to repeat and copy um, uh, MPC files, I think you should MP4 files. Sorry, I think you should um, at least be conscious of the fact. That if you reproduce it and screenshot and record it, you will be losing definition. Yeah, Consider using an airdrop rather than WhatsApp. <laughs> All right, guys. From Norwich, <laughs> England. Paige, <laughs> Paige has obviously explained to them it's not yeah. Norwich, mm. and they are going. I remember it's not Norwich. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I don't know what she said. I'm just going to go, from Norwich, England. <laughs> Surprisingly works. Um, here comes uh, uh, Little Paige. Now, Little Paige, uh, she is 22 uh, when Holy this takes place. Holy moly. She has already been wrestling for 11 years by this point. Bloody hell. And she is the first WrestleMania competitor in history to be born in the 90s. Ah, Little cool. trivia. Um, she is, uh, for her age, she is remarkably un underwhelmed by being in front of 76,000 people at a major WrestleMania. Mm. She, uh, you know, all these guys are professionals and things, but it is at 22 coming out and just sort of going, oh, another day at the office, you yeah. know. Most, it's most just kind amazing. Of, most, um, you know, probably footballers won't have seen that. No, people, not at know. all, you know. She's, she, was, she comes from a wrestling family, obviously, as uh, you will have uh, discovered uh, when she was uh, Florence Pugh. Um, she, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's the, the daughter of uh, the, the <laughs> British wrestlers. Uh, I was going to say independent wrestlers, but pretty much all British wrestlers, certainly from the generation before, mm. uh, all independent. Uh, Ricky Knight and Sweet Soraya. Ah, um, she was from uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> she did she acted in Game of Thrones as well. Did she? Yeah, she did. You know that? Um, no, 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 I mean like as in the actor. Which actor? The actor who plays Sweet Soraya. What is oh, from Game yes. of Thrones. Oh, L- yes, Lena Headey. Yes. Yes, and Nick Frost plays her father, Ricky yes. Knight. Um, he, uh, they're Norwich-based. Um, they opened up their own federation. They were both, uh, mm. both, you know, decent wrestlers at a time when wrestling, I mean, you'd be lucky if you made eight pounds mm. at anything. They, um, they seem to be sort of, they, they are proper old-fashioned journeyman wrestler mm. uh, wrestlers. They had a sort of um, a slightly sort of, I suppose, you know, from the outside, it looks like a sort of scrappy career mm. because there are no opportunities to work yeah. there, here, there, and everywhere. They did have a pub for a brief period, I think, in two thousand and eight in Norwich called the Romany Rye, um, but it was closed after five months following a police raid. Um, it's, I, I tried to find some information about that. There is none. Um, if you, you do type in uh, the family, you know, there are a lot of news stories about incidents that they've been involved mm. in. Um, certainly Ricky Knight had spent um, a number of years in prison uh, due to uh, offences that mainly centred around sort of violent behaviour. Um, Bevis's mother, uh, I say Bevis, that's the, the family's real name. It's, it, there's a lot of different names. She's, she is Paige. But she's also Soraya, right? Um, he is Ricky Knight, but he's also Roy Bevis. You know that thing of wrestling having lots and lots of different names. Mm. It's really distilled in this family. It's so confusing. <laughs> um, so Paige's mother was uh, once wrestled when she was seven months pregnant with uh, with Paige, um, and for a while Jake the Snake Roberts lived with the family in Norwich. Um, it's, it's just strange. Um, <laughs> when she was a child, Paige had wanted to be a zoologist. Um, she went to the same school as Jake Humphrey Beth. Thornton and Tim Westwood. She has nothing in common with any of those people. It's do, you, just a, do you know much about Jake Humphreys? 
Uh, not really, no. Give, I mean, give, I, him a go, give him a good one. He's, okay. he's worth a watch. I get him confused with uh, the one who doesn't believe in dinosaurs, who's oh. on BBC Breakfast. Dan. Oh, does he not believe in dinosaurs? No, he's a, he won't, won't broadcast on Sundays, obviously, because that is he is a, a, oh, a Christian. But I, see. I right. believe there was a rumour, which I have certainly mentioned uh, on previous podcasts, uh, like the One One Show, uh, where he, um, I believe he uh, will not, have any questions about evolution mm. so anytime they do anything about dinosaurs he cannot do that on BBC Breakfast I believe that to be a, an urban legend would a woman get away with that kind of behaviour <laughs> <laughs> would a woman uh, so Paige made her d- debut at the age of uh, 13 uh, in 2005 I think she'd been trained pretty much from birth and mm. um, she made uh, her debut uh, for the family's uh, promotion and by the time she was 14, she was travelling alone across Europe to perform at all different independent wrestling school, uh, federations. Um, she signed her contract with WWE in 2011. Um, in 2012, Channel 4 produced a documentary uh, about her and her family, which was called The Wrestlers Fighting mm. With My Family. And it was about her getting the WWE contract and her brother not getting one. Right. And it was about the sort of difficulty he had, really, watching his sister live out his dream. Um, that documentary then did become that 2019 feature film, right. um, which was uh, Florence Pugh um, and directed by Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant has a, an unusual number of slights or wrestling connections um, because he was also in The Tooth Fairy with Dwayne Johnson. Right. So <laughs> it annoys me, you see. I, I, uh, I, I won an award beating Stephen Merchant back did, in 1998. Yes. What newspaper was it, even standard? Daily Telegraph Daily Open Telegraph, Mic Award. Sorry, and yes. I believe he came third. And I look back on that and I just think, even then, if I'd have known that he'd had more wrestling thing, I'd have been genuinely more upset than I was <laughs> about him doing The Office. Well, look, maybe one day the US may take your celebrated uh, mockumentary about um, Ray Holloway, <laughs> uh, st- where you feature as well, a man rolling around Holloway. He's like, what was it, Brian? Brian John Jid. Brian me, John Jid. Honestly, if you'd like to see that. I would like to see that then, online. I can't find yeah. it anywhere. No, no, no. But if you, if you want to see the actual series, uh, Channel 4 made it. But they retitled it Statlet's Flats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The uh, producer Seb yeah. Barwell, uh, a guy I used to work with, so I don't know if there's any connection in the fact that he had obviously seen that. No, I'm joking, of course. It was a. Uh, I love Statlet's Flats. Have you seen it? Have it you is seen very it? good. It's it is fucking very good. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, really very good. Um, so Paige then, uh, she she has a, a main roster. She has a really successful run in NXT. They always painted her like she was the anti-diva and everything because she didn't have a tan and she was a bit gothy. Yeah. But she was also incredibly beautiful. Mm. And there was this funny thing of sort of just going, she's not like the other ones. She is completely different. Interesting. She yeah. is completely interesting. <laughs> she has dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But imagine, like, I, I, bet, I bet she, she must be pleased because, like, you, you do all your working out and stuff, you do your training and stuff, make sure you, you, you're ring ready. And then for all everybody else, you've got to go and get your fucking nails done and all your, oh, your hair you done all, and, 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 and you've got to sit on a fucking tanning bed or you've got to sunbathe all fucking day. None of that for her. Nope. She can just go about her business. She's nope. a spooky one. She can get away with it. As long as she doesn't stay in the, stay in the bath with a, with a black hair dye, I don't care. You do what she wants. <laughs> she, I, you know, she, she was very, very good at this period. Charismatic in a way that because I think a lot of the other female performers were very similar on and mm. she she just seemed young, fresh, and totally sort of, I don't know. I mean, she just was a little bit different, mm. you know. They should have punked up Paige a little bit because she, she just looked like she looks a bit too childish, you know. When they were sort of doing for that kind of like um, Joker's girlfriend kind of yeah. thing that you said about before, yeah. 
She um she debuted on the main roster in WWE. In, Sorry, I mean uh, AJ Lee, not Paige. Sorry, <laughs> she is Paige. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, you're absolutely right there. And I think you know, there's a funny thing here where you can see that AJ Lee and Paige are two very much. They the, WWE have pegged them as being strange, <laughs> yes. and and uh, they aren't strange. It's just that they don't look like Estonian prostitutes. <laughs> that's the, that's the weird thing. The um, page goes on to the main roster of WWE in April 2014, and in her debut match uh, in WWE as opposed to NXT, she won the Divas Championship at 21 years old, mm. and that made her the youngest Divas Champion in history. Um, AJ Lee is our partner here. Um, AJ Lee's real name is um, AJ Mendez. Um, she took the Lee in her ring name uh, from w- Wendy Lee, who is a voice actress in her favourite anime, Cowboy Bebop. Oh. Nerd <laughs> She's different. She's a she, nerd. She uh, has the numerical date of her first Divas Championship win tattooed in tally marks on the back of her neck as well. Likes resting. Nerd <laughs> Likes it too much. <laughs> likes the thing she likes. She was mocked internally by a lot of the commentators and things for having that on the back of her neck. They thought she was a fucking mark. Um, <laughs> and she wins this match against Why the Why not Ballers. have an enlarged heart instead? Like all of us. Like all of us legends. Well, yeah, or just a toe tag. Um, <laughs> AJ Lee wins with the octopus hold submission, uh, which she has named the Black Widow. Uh, that's after the Marvel Comics character. No, fucking Black Widow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nikki and uh, Brie Bella here. The Bellas, this is the year where they suddenly look very different. Mm. They've always looked almost identical. And then suddenly you go, I can really tell them apart. I've yeah. never been able to do that before. And Nikki made the decision, in, maybe in the same way that Randy Orton did. Mm. She might have watched Brock Lesnar and gone, that is good. And she became insanely hard-hitting. And in this match, <laughs> she's like thumping everyone with fucking forearms. She looks... Absolutely, like she's taking no shit. And it's a really sort of... This is a, a period for me that I really enjoyed the matches of Nikki Bella, something I never thought I'd ever say. But she just starts sort of going, do you know what? I'm going to be the best wrestler I can be. And that is just constantly going around really doing stiff moves like she's like she's in fucking New Japan. Uh, it's just uh, astonishing. Um, someone during the middle of this match holds up a little sign as well and it says puppies. And it's it's not it doesn't oh, fill right. the sign, right. and it's a bit sort of lost on the sign. Just says puppies, That's and it thing. really. No one else holding signs up, and it's just that it hangs there like a fucking fart, mm. a real sort of like you know that time has gone, big shit. <laughs> AJ Lee, like Daniel Bryan, will go on to have a pretty much a, a final match on the Raw following mm. this WrestleMania. Um, she had a. Um, uh, a, a medical afterwards and uh, she had a lot of cervical spine damage and she sort of felt that because she'd done everything she thought she was going to do in the business she decided to call it a day mm. uh, WWE at this point are also uh, still dealing with all the fallout from CM Punk leaving mm. and she felt very caught between the two she said it was like being a child of divorce yeah. so um, off she went but I think we talked last time on the last WrestleMania about how sort of underrated she is mm. uh, and, and how important she seems you know five years down the line mm. but this will be her last WrestleMania appearance well, until guess, I'm sure she comes back one day for a Hall of Fame well I guess Paige is uh, injured as well so she, she's not a, yes. a long career I presume no. after, after, after breaking through no no she gets another couple of WrestleManias I believe but mm. um, it, it coincides uh, for her with sort of some slightly sort of you know tumultuous stuff going on outside continually mm. and uh, yeah it's uh, <laughs> well she went out of uh, Mr. Problemo yeah that's right Mr. <laughs> Problemo, Problemo. Uh, Antonio Del Rio Antonio Del Rio <laughs> yeah <clears throat> sorry Alberto Del Rio oh. 
Uh, uh, I said the wrong word and coughed. I mean, if you were going to say... your cervical spine. Uh, come to my seminar about how to do a uh, <laughs> successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> cervical. <laughs> Wish her well, Antonia. <laughs> Good night. Uh, the Hall of Fame 2015. Yes. Here we go. Oh, steady. Again, you jumped ahead. Before then, advert. We've, got the ad- well, we've got the advert for... Well, no, actually, I mean, Jerry Lawler's half-finished his Mountain Dew, which is enjoyable. Um, the supercomputer they're in Silicon Valley yeah you might if you had clicked that little 10 second thing twice you would have missed it but we're in Silicon Valley or in where the home of computers so we've run we've used the WWE supercomputer to figure out uh, who's going to win this match? And 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 they just put facts. It was like the Starcade facts wall. <laughs> oh, with Lesnar and Reigns. Yeah, with Lesnar and Reigns. Yeah, and, and they just put up, and it's just like it's just it's it's it's, it's the raw supercomputer again. It's the raw. Computer. How much did you pay for this supercomputer? Because <laughs> it's just we like, paid four point eight million dollars. <laughs> Siri. Ah, I don't think it's. I think you. They may have seen you coming. <laughs> <laughs> you just typed up like a couple of moves, a couple of heights, a couple of weights. Yeah. The, it's, it, what Americans shows. are obsessed with weight. Aren't they? They're obsessed. They're, they're, they are <laughs> arm horrendous. <laughs> really big on reach. It's really, it's really, uh, yeah, weird. Very weird. There is that thing about, again, you're, you're going, you know, we are coming from Silicon Valley. It's all about tech. It's all about this. And when they say we've done a supercomputer and what it is, is a JPEG, you, you, you sort of, you just sort of go, you've overplayed your hand. Show me the supercomputer. Yeah, they like Show computers. Show me where it is. You know what these nerds would like? A supercomputer. <laughs> supercomputer. You know, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> Hall of Fame. It's my favourite part of every year now, it really is. Mm. Um, here come the Bushwhackers. Mm. Uh, they famously did a, a very, very long speech. Right. And I believe it was after that one that WWE said, okay, basically, if you go over 10 minutes, we're cutting you off. It's a, it's a long, long speech. Butch uh, is one of the the the, uh, the Bushwhackers. They brought him in. He was on crutches. Mm. And the WWE have a very, very sort of unspoken policy right. that if you look too damaged by a business you can't be in the hall of fame <laughs> they would rather you died and they'll do you posthumously yeah but when butch is there you know trying to do the bushwhacker strut with these very very like medical basic looking, yeah. medical yeah. crutches yeah you know i mean why why wouldn't you have got backstage at wrestlemania and gone do you know what, Butch? Give us those. Give us a stick. We're going to do the Bushwhackers yeah. camouflage on them. Yeah, we're going to put the tam- we're going to put um, Terminator uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend they're T1000's arms, Butch. I'm going to stuff these full of sardines <laughs> for your old gimmick. You fucking what, mate? What? And and it's Butch and who's the other one again? Luke. Luke. So Luke. Uh, Bushwhacker has decided to dye his hair the blackest. He's, he has found uh, he, some, his, some boot polish. Yes, <laughs> he's dyed his his gaudy moustache. Yeah. and he's dyed his hair the blackest <laughs> dye I have ever seen. And he did- one has and one has not. <laughs> Don't just have a text. Get on the WhatsApp. Are you going to te- Are you going to dye your hair he the never, blackest? He never blackest in his text. career had black hair. He never had it in in your career. And so just one night. I know night, you've got a new girlfriend. But oh, you don't have to do it. I bet as well. I bet he went round the whole thing, just kind of comments going, I know they said black tie. Well, I thought it said black high, <laughs> like the top of my head. And everyone just going, who are you? <laughs> There's a hobo in here. <laughs> but poor old fucking bitch. They did, they, did, they did come out, and there is that thing. They just look like a fucking post-apocalyptic <laughs> Chuckle Brothers, absolutely crawling from the wreckage. Just, oh, unlo- oh, oh. They turn up later in these scarecrow suits. <laughs> 
<laughs> shuffling around. Uh, yeah, you get Larry Zabisco, who uh, mm. I think we talked about on uh, a Patreon recently about his great career. Uh, he's inducted by Bruno Sammartino. <laughs> um, he was a good, he was a good talker, and actually, what you realise watching a lot of the Hall of Fames is that some wrestlers can talk, but I'd say ninety nine percent of wrestlers don't know how to talk entertainingly. <laughs> and so, people like you'd expect would be quite good at the Hall of Fame. Like I don't know, someone like Lita, you'd sort of think she was good. She was a ball. And people like Mr. T, you go, he's been around showbiz. He's absolutely a fucking <laughs> awful. And the Bushwhackers, I mean, no one thought they were going to be good, but they were worse than you'd have imagined. But Larry Zabisco, I seem to remember, he did a speech that was actually bang on, that you were sort of like, oh, that's erudite and sort of mm. interesting and quite nicely done. Uh, you get Alundra Blaze, uh, also known as Medusa, who was um, uh, the key performer in their mid-90s revival of women's wrestling, which, which didn't last very long. Um, she famously went to WCW during the Monday Night Wars and nobody had asked her to return her WWE title that she was the holder of at that oh, point. Right, yeah. They'd just basically forgotten all about it. <laughs> so she turned up in WCW and she got up the bin and she dropped the belt into the bin. And that was at the time seen as being, you know, absolutely a fucking I, an unbelievable shot being I fired. Do not, I, I don't understand why they... Um, yeah, I don't know why they can get away with doing I don't know why they thought they could get away with it. No. Without a massive IP suit of some description. Yeah, that that would always be something for the boys. But the reality, of course, was the the excitement that it generated would translate into viewers. And that was, you know, why the Monday Night War was so good for both companies, is Mm. that you were going to see what the others would do in retaliation. Yeah. It was a really exciting time. Um, uh, You get Tatsumi Fujinami, uh, also known as the Dragon, who was, uh, Ric Flair says, the greatest Japanese wrestler of all time. I mean, you know. He says a lot of stuff, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> yeah, he's don't. Everyone can't. Rick, Rick, Rick Flair is not reliable. Rick Flair is also not someone who's going to go. I've really thought about this long and hard. He's just like, oh yeah, he, he was good. He's oh, the best the, of all time. Do you the magic shoot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get Rikishi. Rikishi comes in. Mm. I think you know that he's one of the sort of more recent stars. And, yeah. Uh, here he is with his his uh, children, who are Jay and. Uh, What's it, Uso? Can't remember the other one's name. <laughs> <laughs> Been a long record. Um, and then you get the Warrior Award, which yeah. is the, the first year uh, of the Warrior Award because it's the first year after he's dead. Um, I um, was surprisingly um, taken aback by this. Yes. Con- Conor the Crusher Michalek. Yes. I, it, it, I was like, oh, fuck. Ult- I, Ultimate Warrior had... not be had, anywhere near this, the Warrior, but fuck. No, and Ultimate Warrior had actually suggested when he went back to the Hall of Fame, he'd... He'd sort of basically gone in like nothing had ever happened. Like he'd been there all the time. And he was like, Do you know what you should have in the Hall of Fame? You should have an award that's for the people backstage. Mm, and he right. was like, You know, I did a lot of work with this woman um, who was, uh, you know, involved in the Hall of Fame thing. You know, I, I think, you know, you should be saying, Look at the people who you don't see, the people who mm. do all the make a wish stuff. Yeah. You know, the woman who takes care of that, she should be getting. And you should have a, basically a backstage staff award. Mm. When he died, they transferred this into being an inspirational award um and ironically i mean i mean not ironically one of the people that warrior would have wanted to have won that backstage award was the woman who would win it in a few years time who was in charge of all those make crashes and what they did here was they they decided to give it to a kid that had obviously you know had a big impact on a lot of people in wwe Mm. and of course whose wider story would enable them to to set up a charity uh, for for families in similar positions so this was a a young lad called uh, connor michaelek um and he had been um 
incredibly unwell. Shamefully, I haven't written down um, what he had, but it was a, a form of cancer. Mm. And he had, uh, there was a viral campaign where he'd done a little video wanting to meet his hero, Daniel Bryan, mm. in October 2020, uh, 2012. And it went very, very big. And within, I think, 48 hours, Vince McMahon stated that Connor would get to meet Daniel Bryan as soon as possible. Mm. And so... Uh, Connor met Daniel Bryan in December 2012 at a live show and again in October 2013. And I think Bryan, Daniel Bryan really kept in contact with him. Mm. Um, when they found out last year at WrestleMania 30 that Connor McAlick didn't have long to live, um, they invited him to attend uh, WrestleMania 30. Before the Raw event the week before, they had him perform his own ring entrance with Daniel Bryan. He was <laughs> then allowed to score a clean pinfall victory <laughs> over Triple H while WWE performers cheered him on. 25 <laughs> minutes the match was. Typical <laughs> Triple H <laughs> rules. Um, oh, hammering bits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were commentators very much on Triple H's side. It was disgusting. Um, but he was there at WrestleMania 30 then to see Daniel Bryan winning the championship in mm. the main event. Um, that was on April the 6th. 2014 and he died on the 25th of april 2014 he was eight years old mm. you know uh, 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 unimaginable unimaginable yeah. they seem to do a really good thing for that little lad wwe mm. um uh, a couple of months after he passed um uh, paul levesque who is triple h and stephanie mcmahon they founded a charity called connor's cure in his memory uh, it's a non-profit that raises money for paediatric cancer research. And uh, by March 2016, which was just under two years later, it had uh, raised over $1 million and had helped more than 100 families. So, I mean, there is absolutely nothing you can say about that, but they they really did themselves proud with mm. the way they treated that that little lad. Yeah. You know, and I know that you know if you watch anything about Daniel Bryan when he talks about WrestleMania 30, the, the fact that Conor McAleck was there was one of the most important things about it for him. Mm. You know, very, very sweet sort of, you know. Smashing up. Yeah, you know, nice thing to have done. Um, and then we get a Hall of Fame Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. comes out. Now, huge star, Arnie, huge star. Um, he made one appearance in the WWE before this. Uh, it, it was on... Uh... It was at a meeting uh, to talk about Terminator Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was on a SmackDown in 1999. Right. He was plugging his movie End of Days. Um, he became friends, obviously, with The Rock and Stone Cold. They're all big action stars, aren't mm. they? And uh, he did... Uh, he, they put him at the commentator's table while he was uh, on that SmackDown. Um, it's described as sparse commentary that he gave in a match what between... What is going uh, on? So we'll have an Evian. I just, I just need to speak to my people because I'm not, I'm not happy about my this car, at all. Where is my car? Um, the match involved Triple H test. And Steve Austin. Wow. Strange, strange sort of, you know, what's the one yeah. wrestling match that Arnold Schwarzenegger sat through live? <laughs> and it's, uh, it's Triple H test and Steve Austin. Smashing. Um, I, I mean, oddly, Schwarzenegger does have a lot of connections with wrestlers. He was a very close friend of Andre the Giant. Mm. They uh, worked together on a couple Conan. of films. I think uh, Conan, yeah, that's right. And uh, there are some good photos of Schwarzenegger and, and Andre, mm. which, are, which are real sweet. Um, uh, in the match uh, on SmackDown, Schwarzenegger did get involved. Uh, he tossed a steel chair to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And afterwards, they presented him with his own WWF title, 
which uh, he sort of paraded around the ring. <laughs> Very much, you can see there where they're going, we want this guy on board. Yeah. I think as well, because he was a politician and they're always like, you can never have too many politicians who owe you a favour, <laughs> WWE. Um, and yeah, one appearance, he's in the Hall of Fame. I suppose he, he does do that, you know, time to play the game. But mm. um, he's, he's, he's often, um, you know, he's often talked about how much, you know, how, how friendly he is with the McMahons. So, um, I mean, you can't say that Schwarzenegger doesn't belong to be in the Hall of Fame. He's, he's a part of, I think anyone from that that's part of anyone's like kind of 90s upbringing he was muscles he was bodybuilding he was <laughs> yeah. action he was fighting you know yeah. that's that's you know he's paving a way mm. isn't he um, when they put the Robinsons black currants in, <laughs> it's really confusing <laughs> push pops <laughs> <laughs> that'd be absolutely great to just say one, one year we are just gonna we are we, we are we, we're gonna put the Robinsons black currants in I just I, I love that they, they, yeah they are the raggy dolls <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh, he goes in. Uh, his brother, Leaping Lanny Poffo, uh, does the honours. Um, there was uh, definitely, there had been times where they didn't look like Savage was going in because uh, his father, Angelo Poffo, who I believe did survive him, not 100% sure, mm. uh, but Lanny would say, Randy had always said he would never go into the Hall of Fame for his dad unless he was inducted with his father oh. and with Leaping Lanny Poffer. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah. Very, I mean, there was a very sense of hard to prove. <laughs> and so I know there, there was definitely some back and forth about, you know, how can we do this? And Lanny was very much, Randy would not it's have done a, this under any the new testament. It's a New Testament fifth draft, isn't it? It's like <laughs> you're getting those kind of weird Bible belt cuts. I imagine if you just said to Randy, uh, Randy Savage, can you, would you want to go in the Hall of Fame? He would say, not without my father. And you'd mm. go, have anything else to add to that? And he'd go, mm, no. <laughs> um, it was just... The Muslim gyms. I mean, what, who like, who's like, no, my brother needs to be in with... Who's like that? <laughs> Unless you're like in the Steiner brothers. Yeah, I don't exactly, you know. Yeah. It just... I mean, but like... I don't I mean, have a brother. <laughs> what, what, you, isn't the genius your brother? <laughs> that is. <laughs> but like, and, and what I like about this kind of like the speech that he did, like a small clip of the speech, Lanny Poffo's voice is ridiculous. Yeah. And no one talks about it because no. his brother's is no. way more stupid. Very true. Absolute voice, bad vocal chum. Uh, yes. Throws L- you off the scent. Lanny Poffo is uh, also married and has mm. a ch- child. That is... It does. It doesn't surprise me. Right. I go. Oh, <laughs> um, you'll be very excited to hear this, Pete. Right. Before we get on to, well, we just mentioned Kevin Nash's last one. He comes out. Yeah. He gets worth saying. He, 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 gets, he gets me pregnant. He, 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 <laughs> as, soon as, he, as soon as that tall drinker speaks, he, I am pregnant. He, he comes out. It's worth saying. They decided that he was the bigger star on that night than Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and that is only because he is Triple H's mate. Yeah, that oh, is right, okay. absolutely mad. Um, I mean, it is odd, <laughs> oddly. I mean, there is a small, smaller reception in the place for uh, Schwarzenegger when he comes out. Mm. It's not the, you know, he's such a big star. You'd think people would really cheer him. But then I remembered, oh, no, he's actually, a, he was a Californian governor, wasn't he? Mm. So I think, and it was taking place in like, you know, around Silicon Valley. You probably got mm. a lot of people who are a bit like, yeah, yeah, I remember when he when he upped my damn leaf <laughs> tax, whatever it would be. So I, I, I went onto eBay and I got something I'm so delighted by. Right. This is uh, the 1988 copy of Leaping Lanny's Wrestling with Rhyme. Oh, no. Now, <laughs> oh, no. Hard, hard book to find. Mm. I mean, it shouldn't be. It does have a couple of autographs in. And what you can see is you've got Lanny Poffo on the top and his brother, Macho Man Randy Savage, mm. who is supporting his brother. Yeah. Now, Savage would not want to be like, involved with this book. No. But he's obviously gone out and done a signing to help his brother out. And yeah. that makes me go, 
Maybe maybe Savage did say that. Let me, make it, cl- let me make it clear. That, I, I paid 25 quid. Right. The book is impossible to find. <laughs> it's also signed. Matt, that is 10 times what I paid, Pete. That's a is delicious delight. It is I real. I would say that the Lally Poffo looks a little bit like a, 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 like the, the Randy Savage looks like an italicised Lally Poffo. <laughs> like it, they look quite similar. They, I would have, brothers. they would have gone to the same school. They would have been given <laughs> handwriting things. So let's not don't, destroy... Don't, nobody on eBay is going to read this. No. <laughs> when you finally sell this. An apology to Robert Penn Warren. Robert Penn Warren was an American literary critic who right. was active mainly during the uh, 50s and 60s of the 20th century. <laughs> for 80 million wrestling fans, I am the Poet Laureate, and for that title I apologise, for Robert Warren is the man who represents the USA, and I am quite embarrassed by the lies. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> that was the forward. Superstar Billy Graham. Oh, good. We'll just think about him. No mercy in the desert in the Arizona sun. You either move, adapt, or burn away. But look at Billy Graham. His eyes are scorched with fire and the ravages of every single ray. (laughs) (laughs) It's just about his friend having a bit of sunburn. At WrestleMania 3. Yeah. Hello, world, and welcome to the famous Silver Dome. It's a record crowd, both live and on TV. We're all a part of history on Sunday afternoon because we're all a part of WrestleMania 3. <laughs> That's got an ISBN number. That's unbelievable, that. That looks like it's self-published. Now, <laughs> this is from the section which is called Private Poems. Oh, hello. Barth Beach Health Spa. <laughs> I used to train at Barth Beach Health Spa for a couple hundred reasons, but there's only room right now for just a few. It's Sue and Lou and Mary Ellen, John and Mike and Ralph and Brian, Frank and Donna, Dave and Tony, Gina too. (laughs) So this is the friends at the gym. Lists of friends. Friends at the gym. And finally, let me see. There's his one about the policeman as well. Um, There is... is, I love the policeman. Very enjoyable. There's some uh, questionable language in here. He's, He's always against it. Uh, Don't cancel uh, Leap and Lanny Poffo. <laughs> Let's just find it. There we are. This is called More Good Neighbours. It follows a poem which is about uh, Lanny's neighbours in Downers Grove, Illinois, right. who are called uh, Tom and Sandy. <laughs> this is about More Good Neighbours. Steve and Andy Giordano used to be our next-door neighbours <laughs> when we lived on Staten Island, USA. Although we didn't stay too long, we still have happy memories, and I like to think of them this way. <laughs> it's fucking dog shit the best thing about that is some of the serious poems they've just kept on scattering drawings of wrestlers so there's one about the birth of his daughter and the picture opposite is junkyard dog climbing into the ring <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. Uh, good girl. It says good girl. Good girl. That's the title of the bit of uh, poem. Who would be the person, of course, that you'd have on the frontispiece? They've drawn all the wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, it's Lanny Poffo's book. Who would be the person who you had on your frontispiece that says Wrestling and Rhyme by Lanny Poffo? <laughs> uh, Lanny Poffo. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Always detailed, isn't it? Very detailed. He's got some sixth form students to draw them. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is hard work. <laughs> uh, I, I say hard work. It's very, very easy. But yeah. um, he, I mean, it was a wow. gimmick. And he did publish this and everything. But mm. I mean, he might 
think of himself as being a poet. He's a pub- he is a published poet. Yeah, well, Are you a look, published poet? No, I'm not. Have no. you have you been published by the publishing house Lilo? <laughs> <laughs> What's on the top left hand corner? What's that say? Flexi book. Flexi book. You might not have seen this before. It's a flexi book. This is a book. It's almost got like oh a my... cover made of paper. Oh my god! Almost my... a back made of my... paper. Like is that? It's 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 a it's halfway house between a hardback and a softback, as they call them. What's a softback? I don't know. I this meant is, Pete. This is a flexi book. <laughs> Are you telling me that there's already a soft backing book? <laughs> Lanny has put <laughs> over a quarter of a million US dollars into flexi booking. He could have invested in Gold's Gym <laughs> with the Hulkster. It is a, a book that I absolutely have enjoyed uh, going through. It's it's the stuff that is moronic is so much more funny. It just but the arrogance of just making poems about your neighbours. I wonder if his neighbours even have a copy of it. Is he really got a frisbee odd. on the front? Is that like a yeah? He, he used to he used to write his poems out, oh, and then yes, he'd stick yes. them onto frisbees and then throw them out into the crowd. Yeah. Um, uh, you wouldn't have seen it on TV. You certainly wouldn't have seen it on a WrestleMania. Right. right. Why is? <laughs> no, no. I've got no idea why. There's a picture of George the Animal Steel and Doctor Ruth. <laughs> I mean, they don't look massively dissimilar. God. It ends... Think about... I'll do the Josh Taylor. Whose appetite for turnbuckles is making all that mess? The man who has to sweep the ring will give you just one guess. They call George Steele the animal, but take a closer look. The cover doesn't indicate the beauty in this book. His passion for Elizabeth's is in vain, to say the least, but his... Always protect his brother. Uh, (laughs) But the beauty has compassion for this broken-hearted beast. The reaction of the macho man has really been uncouth. We need Joyce Brothers and Dear Abby and maybe Dr. Ruth. It's not, it's not always it's Dr. bad. Ruth like a t- <laughs> Dr. Ruth was a sex therapist. Right. You need to have sex, she'd oh, say. You need to have sex. I'll be back to have sex with you. Right. Um, she, um, She's got Kamala with the, with the, with the, with the voodoo what's mask What's the on. Kamala one? Um, it's the main event on NBC the wrestling world is watching as Kamala bellies forth upon the scene. But if I emerge victorious, I could be in next month's centerfold. In National Geographic magazine. Uh, okay, so he would have had a match with Kamala. Right, okay. And that's yeah, what he yeah, would have yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the thing about Lanny Poffo is you just get the impression that he was actually, you know, intelligent. Everything ends with a slight sort of gag. Mm. You know, he's mm. working towards mm. that. And it, it, he slightly over uses flowery language, mm-hmm. which, which is very annoying. Yeah. But you do get the impression that everybody would have, he would have been sitting there and just going, um, by any chance do any of you fine gentlemen have a pen? <laughs> and people would just be going, well, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, why, good sir, I have to finish my poem oh. from this. You know, Jesus, it must mention be a hard of, uh, Lord Alfred in the... Uh, in a, oh, good, look, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I should remind you, we're point, in the middle sorry, of a fucking a podcast. Sorry, we're in, we're, <laughs> you were just sitting there. He changes Look fonts halfway through. <laughs> he, ch- he puts it in bold for I some reason. See, you see, I've changed my font, <laughs> uh, etc. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Matt's I'm number in. five. Beguiling <laughs> verse. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Football's back and we are here to laugh about it. Hellenius in the League Cup. He was trying to like defend with his hands and he yanked his yeah. shorts down. Straight off. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> But Hellenius got the shot away, which I thought was very professional. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's players losing their pants or managers losing their shit. And I thought about that when <laughs> when you could just hear Morty <laughs> shouting at Pablo Fornells. <laughs> and then he just loses yeah. all, all sense of himself at the end when, when Fornells blazes it over. And he's like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the noise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Football Rambler here every day with new episodes covering the lighter side of football. I walked past a trophy shop at the weekend and said, we're only allowing one person in at a time. <laughs> Nobody wants any fucking trophies, mate. <laughs> Don't worry about no there's nothing happening. Also, no it's a cheat. Null and void. Your five-a-side league is null and void. Piss off. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He went through, and all you hear is, Shoo, Pablo! Yeah. Shoo! Yeah. Finish! Finish! Oh, finish. <laughs> Pablo! This was a Stakhanov production. John Cena <laughs> versus the US champion, Rusev. Mm. Uh, it's Russia versus America. Uh, for the US Championship as John Cena (laughs) lives out his depraved false valour US soldier fantasy uh, against a Bulgarian who's Mm. forced to pretend he's Russian America is a cancer if you had a soul God would look down on it and spit Strong. I mean, strong, Rusev. Strong. What do you think of that, Mr. Never Give Up? He calls him Mr. Never Give Up. Mr. Cool Man Awesome. You can say what you like about me, but you better watch your mouth when you start talking about the United States of America. Yeah. Okay, Cena. Okay. Your your motherfucker dog. How you like that? Why are you crying? I say everything I like. I'm I'm slightly Mexican now. Did he say watch your ass rather than watch your back? Uh, You might say... Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your dirty mouth. Maybe I was expecting the word ass. That whole idea that you can go, you can say what you like to me, but you start talking about America yeah. and I'm going to, you know, fuck off. And you run down the United States. Fuck Piss off. Piss off, Cena. You, you are a grade A, <laughs> weapons grade fucking cunt. <laughs> 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 
There you go. <laughs> Stick that in your pipe. WrestleMania. Oh, wow. I'd be excited. I just want to see one promo where someone just absolutely is get, They'd say, just do, just, just do the one. Just do the one promo where you just get to do it and no one will forget about it. And just having that thing of being Natalia and going, Sasha Banks, when we have our match, I'm going to come out there and I swear to God, I'm going to fucking rip your nose off, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the ring, fucking cunt. Like constantly repeating it. You do it once and everyone would be like, well, she's the best of all time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, but they, they do it as like, um, uh, so, so Rusev is, uh, I mean, but bearing in mind, they, the Russian national anthem is one of the best national anthems Amazing. With, with the world has got. Uh, amazing. It is fucking brilliant. No, 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 no. It, it is fucking Great, yeah. and they play it, and it's like, well, I, I'm all in. I'm all in. The entrance. I, I mean, before you've even given him a fucking tank, right, <laughs> and guns firing, when Lana comes down holding the belt, and she's got those Russian soldiers marching behind her, and they've they've sort of gone for exactly the sort of thing that Russian marching soldiers would wear, almost like a sort of British naval look, yeah. and they're carrying that huge Russian flag, and you just go. I, I did look at it and I sort of had to catch myself. I was like, fuck, yeah, I mean, the Russians are so good at that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, they, they aren't Russians. This the Bulgarian is... actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my God. It was... I mean, I mean, look, I, I just, there was a point there where that entrance, and he comes out in the flat, in the tank, where I was just like, pro wrestling is the greatest. You just wouldn't get this anything else. And just... You can get that in 2020, I know that much. It's with like the, darts. With the, people are like, no, oh, that's true. With the political situation. People, you'd start that match, you're, just, you're constantly trying to get John Cena to have a little bit of tea with you. <laughs> have a little bit. Have a drink. Have a, have a drink. <laughs> the, yeah, people talk yeah, about darts and the entrances and stuff and how fun it is, but I was watching that and I was thinking, there is no other spectacle on earth where a man would make that sort of entrance mm. and it would be the right thing to do. <laughs> I, I proper loved it. And then what they do is they bring up uh, John Cena's entrance video. And John Which Cena's entrance shit. video, it starts off being the history of America, yeah. basically. John- a lot of inventions that they didn't invent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the military are the heroes of the American people, says George Bush. Now, again, mm. if you're a fan favourite, you don't really want to be going, see George Bush's like, on my side. <laughs> uh, he, he likes me. They then use a still of post-recovery footage from 9-11 yes. of people digging through the rubble. Mm. And then there's a soldier, a dead soldier, coming out in a coffin with a flag draped over mm-hmm. it. And I thought to myself, I think that is a wrong fucking bum mm. note for a bit of fun that we're going to be having with a Russian being bad. Well, especially, like, not being at war for, like, the, the Cold War it wasn't really a, you know. Yeah. We haven't been at a kind of like... This is, I mean, this is a very 80s angle. <laughs> and it's and it's actually, there's something a little bit... Russia was the right one to choose, <laughs> with hindsight. Yeah. But it, there is something disrespectful. And I don't mean that in a sort of, I'm, I'm you know, I'm offended by it. They use fucking footage of 9-11 of 9-11 recovery people, and yeah. then when Cena comes out they fucking boo him <laughs> if you use 9-11 footage and footage of dead soldiers mm. and you come out and people still go you're a twat in America you don't bother using that fucking footage <laughs> don't bother using uh, I, I was actually amazed at that. what a fucking bum note I was amazed they used the Obama speech in it uh, like they used a bit of Obama in there did they? yeah they used a bit of Obama in that, in that, in that little clip I can't remember what speech was, busy was but I was like oh, that's very... I bet someone got sacked for the Obama thing and yeah, didn't get sacked <laughs> for the coffin drape with a fucking flag yeah. selling a funny Incredible, little bit of, of matches yeah. in wrestling um, this, uh, this, I mean, Rusev is very, very good. He's, he's, um, this year, earlier this year, he was one of the people let go during the 
pandemic right. by WWE, not because of his ability, not really because of his performance. It was just really, I think, down to the fact he'd asked for a bit of money, more money on his contract. They'd said no, and there was a bit of an impasse. And I think they wanted to send a message to everybody else on the roster that if you play a bit of hardball, mm. they can get rid of you at this stage. Right. Um, but he, he's absolutely, oddly in this America versus Russia story they're telling. Mm. Uh, Rusev is very much the American dream. He was born in Bulgaria. He came uh, to the USA in the mid-2000s solely because he wanted to be a professional wrestler. Mm. Uh, He was trained by Gangrel and Rikishi. And, uh, I love these were little kind of training. Kind of <laughs> they had the Knox Pro Wrestling Academy. Right. And that was in, I think, California. <laughs> and he, he quickly found himself, did some independence, went to NXT, became the NXT champion. And he was one of the first NXT, NXT stars who had been seen on NXT TV, who they then brought to the WWE. And he just played this really, really well. He seemed like an unstoppable monster uh, and a brute. And he's good. The reality is this is still a match I had no interest in. Mm. Once the entrances were over, I actually could not watch it. Yeah. I just found it, you know, uh, there is, we've mentioned this before, but as an American company, WWE tend to sort of think, well, the natural thing will be anyway, because he's an American, you're going to want him to win. Mm. And I didn't. And I just, no. you know, it doesn't mean anything to me. And watching the two of them go through this sort of, you know, uh, match was boring. It was very, very <laughs> boring indeed. Um, so I, th- I, think I didn't I, really remember a thing about it. No, I, I think it's, I think I may have, I think at this point, I, th- it, I had sort of, Weird memories of actually watching this on a hooky stream, yeah, on like yeah. a streamer link back in the day. So it's 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 kind of yeah. I sort of remember this, and I remember what comes afterwards. A little kind of like what a long way you've come from watching on hooky streams <laughs> to now piggybacking on someone else's network subscription. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and then comes... did I did I kick you out yesterday? By the way, when we were both watching, do you know what we were doing? We what? were watching it almost exactly at the same time. Right. So when I clicked onto it, I was like, oh no, 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 hang on, that's the end of the Hall Sorry, of Fame. Mark. No, no, no. I was like, I, I, I only got to the start of the Hall of Fame, and I and I rewound it. And it got to it, and then it suddenly jumped forward again. And I was like, "This is glitching." I was saying to Liz, "This is this is glitching." This Sorry, is glitching. Mark. No, no, no. Just give me a text. And then I guess, how did we get to exactly the same point at the same time very when we started watching? Yeah, very synchronizing. Yeah, like women. <laughs> <laughs> um, the authority come out. If you're not familiar with the, uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't even bear repeating. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, and they come out to announce the attendance. Um, Triple H, a hundred percent. Uh, fucking not selling the match he's had with Sting. He looks like he's woken up from a refreshing sleep yes. at a Hilton yeah. and he's come straight to work. And <laughs> I looked at that and I did slightly sort of think, you know, if if any, if he ever talks about fucking killing the business, I look at that and I just go, you, you ruined penis. that. You destroyed you wrestling penis. for me by turning up to do your bit with Rock and Ronda Rousey <laughs> um, by not looking like you were injured. Hey, he has a great line, Triple H. He sort of says, you know, that they start sort of mocking the crowd, about how great they mm. are. It's all about them. And Triple H says, it doesn't just feel like a beat sting, you know. It just felt, you know, I feel like I beat all 79,976 of you. <laughs> and I thought that was a really good little line. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Arrogant. And then out comes The Rock. Yeah. Um, now, w- the Rock, 20 minutes of <laughs> The Rock entering. Oh. He's never had a... Has he ever got into a ring quicker than five minutes? I tell you what, Pete, he's never got into a ring slower than this. It's, <laughs> this was an unbelievable amount of hanging about mm. it's um this went on so long this segment they mm. had to cut 10 minutes 
off one of the next two matches, which were Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. They didn't want to cut that because they felt that Undertaker would take it personally. So they had to cut 10 minutes off the main event (sighs) because Rock is just striding back and forth. Mm. And when they're doing the stuff in the ring, Rock is waiting 30 seconds, a minute, just because he's enjoying getting all of the noise Mm. from the crowd. It's a real pain. And he's done this so many times. (laughs) So many times. You know, we we, we forget because we watch WrestleMania. Rock Mm. has appeared at the last five WrestleManias. If you haven't seen him in a year and he turns up, it's special. Right. We haven't seen him since the last time we watched a <laughs> WrestleMania. So it does sort of like just seem like, oh, of course he's here. He's, he's always, always fucking here. here. Yeah. Um, but he does take his time. I once saw the, the, the um, uh, comedian Phil Kay, brilliant 90s mm. comic, who I think later became a warm-up man. But he never had the mainstream success he deserved. Yeah. And I saw him do a benefit once where he said, my mother once said to me, you know, don't, you can't leave a stage... Uh, while there's laughter. So uh, I won't leave until uh, there's there's absolutely no laughter at all. And then he'd wait and people would laugh. And I saw him once, he must have been 25 minutes. It must have been 25 <laughs> minutes of him going and there'd be one laugh and he'd come back out. Then there'd be a big laugh and he'd go, Ugh. and it was just, it was an amazing thing of going, I'll do 20, I'll, how, how, how long am I on for today? Half an hour. Brilliant. Okay. Got five, got five minutes of material. We're going to be fine. And he just did that and he played it absolutely perfectly. But I thought of that when I saw Rock doing it because I had that thing of going, even though you're in the crowd, you'd be going, oh, that's great. Look at him just waiting and the crowd are going Getting again. Hotter and hotter. But it, at the same time, like when I saw Phil K, I was going, yeah, this is oh, funny, but yeah, I yeah, sort of, I want to see the next goodness. one. Now. I want to go for a wee, you know, and I was watching that and you're just going, it's a bit indulgent, Rock. This is a bit indulgent. <laughs> um, there is, there is absolutely no one at all who could do this nowadays. Mm. There is no one you could bring out to just do a little talking section that would get mm. anything like this response other Leaping than your rocks. Lanny <laughs> At least he wouldn't sit there in silence. He'd fill that silence. <laughs> Stories about his neighbours or how pets are good for you. Um, <laughs> This makes a bit more sense if you remember that um, Triple H said that they were building for Rock mm. uh, and Triple H at the next WrestleMania. Yeah. So they are sort of putting them... Not not that you need to have a year's build-up to that match. No. You just chuck it together. It's easy. Um, and Stephanie is very, very good in this. You know, people are sick of seeing her on TV. She's nasal. She whines. It's all about the McMahons. But in this bit, when you see it just in that sn- snapshot of a year, mm. she's great. You know, she's mm. nasal, annoying, horrible. All the lines she says are good. They're well-delivered. And she gives Rock a slap... And she says to Rock, you can't slap a woman. Worth saying, <laughs> Stephanie has been rock bottom more than anyone in fucking like female history. You know, he'd never had a problem before. Rusev just pushed a woman off a ring. <laughs> yes, that's Rusev. true. Um, and uh, off Rock goes, leaving the ring the traditional way, which mm. is by going right round it <laughs> uh, before going down the ramp. And <laughs> he shot his pipe between two, shot his lamp between two points, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? And he just walks over to Ronda Rousey. Mm. Now, they did, I, I really like the fact that they set it up that she was there as a celebrity. Yeah. Because if they hadn't done that, everyone had been like, Ronda Rousey's at ringside, mm. there must be an angle. You slightly knew there'd be an angle anyway, but because they'd identified her on the screen, you sort of just go, oh, it's a celebrity thing. Yeah. But when he walks over, the crowd were already chanting, Ronda, Ronda. <laughs> um, you see Shayna Baszler here. She would later go on to have a, a, a main roster career. In WWE, um, she was NXT Women's Champion. Good performer. This is, I think, her first WWE performance. Right. And the best thing about it is it looks like she hasn't been told what's going to happen. Because when The Rock comes over, she cannot stop. She looks as happy as you've ever seen her. <laughs> and she's got, when he sort of like puts his hand out to Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler is just covering her mouth. Like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> just really, I, I hope she didn't know. Um, <laughs> And out comes uh, Ronda Rousey. Do, are you are you aware of? Um... I'm, I'm aware of her little work in the WWE more than I did mm. of her MMA career. I sort of had a little Google, but it's, she she does um, she does 
happy really good. She does serious really good. She does. She does. <laughs> she, um, she, she's, and she is frightening. She's beyond frightening. She's absolutely <laughs> chilling. Um, she, um, she was the daughter. Her mother was a, was a very uh, d- celebrated judoka, right. you know, a practitioner of judo. Um, she, her mum was the first American to win a world judo championship. Mm. Uh, that was in 84, and Ronda Rousey began judo training when she was 11. Mm. She said that when I was in school, martial arts made you a dork. I became self-conscious that I was too masculine. I was a 16-year-old girl with ringworm and cauliflower ears. People made fun of my arms and called me Miss Man. It wasn't until I got older I realised, these people are idiots. I'm fabulous. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, yes. Miss Man. Isn't I, that her name in, in WE? Like, the man? Isn't that the thing? That's is Becky that, Lynch. Is that Becky Lynch? Yeah. Oh, right, she, she would be okay. rowdy Ronda Rousey. And that was a nickname right. that she took from uh, Roddy Piper. Mm. And she would later, when she would uh, be fighting MMA, she, she didn't want to use the r- rowdy Ronda Rousey because she thought he might have a problem with it. Mm. But she was also trained in judo by former wrestler Jean LaBelle. Um, uh, L- the LaBelle lock is a, a move that Daniel Bryan uses, which is named after him. He had trained uh, Rousey and he knew Piper. Mm. And so uh, he got the two to meet and he gave her uh, his blessing. Oh, I love um, he would later also give her his... His leather jacket mm. that said Rowdy on the back, which she wore for a number of her um, wrestling matches. Um, but Rousey went on to um, become the first American woman to win an Olympic medal in judo. Mm. She got a bronze at the 2008 Summer Olympics. Um, she had, she had an astonishing career, a world-level career, mm. international career in a sport that no one follows. Um, I briefly did judo. My uncle was a black belt. And I went to a couple of judo lessons in Harrow Leisure Centre in the 80s. And all it was was men who looked like Gene Hunt from Life on Mars <laughs> who took out their frustrations for an hour on an yeah. eight-year-old boy by just simply pushing him to the floor <laughs> and saying, you know, you've got to be faster than that, son. Mm. It was just mental. Yeah. Things that used to happen in like the oh, early 80s. I remember going to one karate lesson and we were <laughs> kicking each other. <laughs> now, I know you've got to give the kids something, something to <laughs> but we literally, all we did was stand in a line, jump in the air and kick each other. I'm fairly certain that is not number one lesson. I'm sure you karate fans out there will probably put me right, but you do not start leaping in the air and kicking people. He was probably just a wrong one. I remember very, very clearly that this judo lesson, there were two kids. I think there was another kid who was about two years older than me, and I thought, well, obviously I'm going to be paired up with him, and that's going to be hard work. And actually what happened was both of us were paired up with men in their 40s who would just spend their time chilling. flipping us over their hips absolutely chilling Fucking terrible Jeez. I mean um, the other thing is my mum had paid for that they'd have <laughs> given money and just to have some men just push me about absolutely mental it's kinky <laughs> she re- retired in 21 <laughs> after the Olympics and uh, began pursuing a career in mixed martial arts. Mm. Um, not a lot of money in judo, Pete. No, I some of the not, poorest no. people you'll meet are judokas. <laughs> well, they're the always wearing the same clothes, aren't they? Same, <laughs> same old pajamas, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, dressing gown. Yeah. Uh, she made her professional <laughs> MMA debut in March 2011. Uh, she uh, beat a woman called Ediana Gomez with an armbar in 25 seconds. Jesus her Christ. second fight, she took on kickboxing champion Charmaine Tweet. That was in June. She won in the first round with an armbar in 49 seconds. <laughs> Don't give her to, your arms. She went to Strike Force, uh, which was a uh, the sort of secondary uh, uh, MMA organization mm. to UFC. She won four matches. She won all of them by armbar in the very first round. She won the Strike Force belt. 
And she was in Strike Force because she was following the footsteps of Gina Carano, who was an MMA fighter, who was very, very beautiful and really changed people's opinions as to the ability of female MMA fighters. Mm. UFC had always said they would never, ever have female UFC fighters. Right. They, they, they said it was, there was something uh, of, the, of the sideshow yeah. about the whole thing. Well, uh, in November 2012, Ronda Rousey became the first person to be signed by the UFC, uh, and they immediately made her the women's bantamweight champion. Um, she went on to have a three-year reign. She uh, beat pretty much everyone in the first round <laughs> via armbar. Um, a couple of them went to the second and third rounds via armbar. She would win. And in her seventh defense, she was knocked out by a former boxer, Holly Holm. Um, that was a devastating loss for her. Mm. She said she'd never really encountered a loss in, mm. her, in her entire life. Didn't get the armbar on. <laughs> well, she didn't. She got knocked, sparked the fuck out right. by a high kick. Mm. And um, she, she went so badly into uh, you know, trouble dealing mm. with the, the ramifications. Of, really, right. Yeah, yeah. she said she, she entertained suicidal thoughts and, you know, Jeez. really, really struggled. That is the, the nature, I suppose, of being that, that lone that elite, elite athlete. athlete that, yeah. yeah, that no one else can, can really commiserate in your loss. You are the person who has to, quite literally in this case, take it on the chin, mm. you know. Um, this is the point where she then does this WrestleMania. Um, the Rock had to ask Dana White from the UFC specifically if he would allow her to come and do it. Right. Dana White was always very, very... Uh, adamant that even though he was a huge fan of Vince McMahon, he didn't want any of the fighters to have anything to do with WWE because it really it made people question that the legitimacy mm. of UFC if they'd seen them in WWE. Um, she comes in to do this bit, and I mean, as a debut, I don't think <laughs> that anyone has done as incredible a job. Like you say, she does that happy and friendly so well. <laughs> And then when she turns, <laughs> it's absolutely snooky, Snooky-esque. <laughs> That's how good she was. Yeah, so, oh, it's great. She does a hip toss on Triple H, and it's, <laughs> it's the first, I think the first move you've seen in the entire WrestleMania where you go, that looked real. Uh, it is absolutely lightning and just brilliant. And then she gets Stephanie and just holds her in a simple armbar, mm. just dominates her completely. <laughs> it was magic. Every, every word she says is fantastic. Um, and then Rock, is he very quickly shouts out, that's a WrestleMania moment. Hashtag uh, the, Rock, the Rock and the Rock. Ronda Rousey. He says, WrestleMania <laughs> moment. Like that. Big Ed, yeah. don't start self-reviewing, Rocky. <laughs> very bad. Naughty old Rock. Um, Naughty old Rock. No, it's probably the only lady he's ever talked to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rock, can you let go of my arm now? <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't realise I was holding it. You know? Are you visibly erect? Uh, Rock! Give me the big spoon! Rock, you've never had sex! Give me the big UFC so spoon! so excitable! Bonk! <laughs> Naughty Rock. Rocky Rock. Hey, and then we get uh, Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Yeah, two spooky boys. Spooky, spooky. Oh, Walking Dead was still going, wasn't it? It was, not it? <laughs> Walking Dead was still going. Wasn't it? <laughs> uh, they have Johnny Cash's When the Man Comes Around, mm. a little video about Undertaker. Always works really well. That it's got that that sense of being the you know the the last you know gunslinger in the Wild West, and also, I mean, that was very much recorded at the end of Johnny Cash's career. <laughs> so it does sort of suit the yeah. the general feel probably, of, of this. Probably will not, will be replaced for another song uh, in about a year's time <laughs> when the use. Uh, yes. the, the five-year use uh, package that they bought yeah. up for it, for the rights of the song uh, have yeah. went. So yeah. I, they, they I, probably already edited it. I should imagine it will be something more contemporary, like Billy Eilish's "You Should See Me in a Crown." <laughs> It'll be something like that. Um, the, 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 there is something here about how you know Undertaker has been going so long mm. in that. 
Bray Wyatt is the son of IRS. Yes. And Undertaker wrestled uh, IRS at a pay-per-view 20 years beforehand, <laughs> the 1995 Royal Rumble. So when you're sort of going, oh, I have a pay-per-view matches like I'm doing with you against mm. your dad. Yeah. You know, when both of you are sort of at the zenith of your, your singles careers, mm. you know, that does seem like a, um, that must make you feel fucking old. Yeah. I'm, I'm fighting I, their I'm kids also, now. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, definitely. Heartbreaking. Uh, uh, a lovely entrance for a while, I thought, with the scarecrows all, yeah. him bringing spooky, them alive. I preferred it when he was like, I'm a frightening backwards supernatural oogie boogie. Yeah. Rather than I am, I am from what? Hell? Is he. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a cause, fiend. Because he so... wears the. So he's got the rubber um, slipknot mask. Well, on he's now, also. Yeah. He saw movies and jigsaw and right, stuff like that, isn't okay. it? But so, right, do you want to fuck about for a bit? Yeah. Do you want to fuck about for a bit? <laughs> ah, I'm really crazy. I, uh, I'll drink moonshine, but then I'll... I like that, you know. <laughs> what, you like You've come a long way off the path, huh? <laughs> you know? No, don't be scared. We're going to have some Very fun. True. <laughs> I prefer, Very true. Very I prefer that to, oh, look on the melee bag. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you know. Well, they can't, the, they can't do the African beast kind of like voodoo shit anymore, <laughs> can they? So that, that's the... That's, you've got do you know what? The, I was watching the Royal rumble that built up to this <laughs> wrestlemania and there's a guest appearance from the boogeyman who comes out to face bray wyatt right. and it is the crowd are like this is perfection this is absolutely <laughs> absolutely wonderful um, good to see boogeyman um, is he the one get worms Yes. yes, yes, it was a good. It's I like again putting the spookies together. Mm. Uh, putting the spookies got together. To put the spookies together. Um, a friend uh, calls spook, uh, calls erection spookies. Rock could take part in the spookies. <laughs> no, Rock, Rock, um, naughty Rock. Wyatt actually has a has a. Uh, he works really hard on this. It's the match itself is fine. Mm. It's I think it's because uh, you know certainly after last year you're like oh this is the first of Undertaker's bad matches mm. and this isn't bad. Wyatt is works really well with him. He's really fast and really crisp um he had injured his ankle in the rehearsal for this match oh, really badly and he only just took off the brace for the match so Ooh, he was in clearly a lot of pain strapping yeah he was you know good boy good boy to good work boy. so hard and taker he has not wrestled since his loss to brock lesnar right so there is that sense of this is a special occasion and he really you know he performs well his mm. chest looks like a fucking bird bath now like a <laughs> human bird bath really sunken and strange and he's and his face is going long and yeah he's, he's lost that he looks like nicholas lindhurst he's like he's been sucked into heaven <laughs> in. and his insides have gone so that's why his his, his booby muscles have separated yeah to different directions yeah there's mm. a little bit where wyatt does the upside down crab walk yes nice oh, i was good yeah. I would. It, that's a real spooky. Yeah, it's a real good, cool spooky. It? Why is it so spooky? Just because a man is walking it's upside, upside down. Because you expect his mouth to be up the, in the wrong place. It's, it's just upside down. It has. To, it's weird though. If you're just upside down, you're like that's not scary. But if you're like, no, but my arms are touching the floor, you're like that is scary. Upside down. <laughs> upside down spooky. Undertaker then sits up bolt upright, <laughs> and that's when uh, Jerry Lawler just suddenly goes, "This is a WrestleMania moment." And it's like clearly Stop waiting for it. This. There's going to be a Hashtag bit where. Hashtag Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. They should be organic, and it ends with. <laughs> just one of the best tombstones Undertaker's ever done. Mm. Maybe it's because, you know, Bray Wyatt's a little bit heavier and Undertaker's a bit older, but it just looks like he absolutely <laughs> tombstones him for real. <laughs> and it's uh, it's beautiful. Um, Wyatt spoke about facing The Undertaker when he was out of character. He spoke to The Daily Mirror, and it is sort of charming. It doesn't make you like charming these that The guys. Daily Mirror's got a wrestling correspondent. <laughs> yeah, one of, the, one of the, the two papers along with the star. Yeah. 
Uh, he said, man, I tell you what, watching him walking down that aisle, that ramp, coming to the ring at WrestleMania was one of the most breathtaking moments I ever experienced. It, was, it felt like if you'd travelled back in time to the Old West and you were about to square off in a gunfight with the baddest gunslinger in town. <laughs> I just think the aura he brings, man, it's never duplicated. I've been in there with some real studs like The Rock, who has that kind of aura. John Cena has his own aura. But The Undertaker, there's no duplicating that. It's just a feeling that he gives off. It's just wow. It's just real, man. And getting ready to square off with him, watching him walk down, I've never felt so alive. Mm. I couldn't wait for that bell to ring. Man, what a feeling. Yeah, oh, cracking That's that. sweet. And there is something about, you know, that where I immediately put on my literary critic head and go, I mean, the, the absolutely beautiful irony <laughs> that Bray Wyatt is only brought to life by the appearance of the dead man. I mean, you, you simply couldn't write this. They did write it. It's, it's quite basic. <laughs> um, also nice to see in the middle of that match the sign, Barnet and Bristol Town, lol, are going up. Sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few. There's a few. Um, now, where was that guy? There was a guy who I've emailed it to myself. At one point, you see uh, during this match a um, a email. Email? No, I'm looking on my emails for it. Um, you get a little uh, sign that says, ah, "I've lost." Oh, Razzy, Rabbi, Rabbi's ad. Rabbi's ad. At Rabbi's ad. Um, uh-huh. Somebody with their Twitter Twitter uh, Twitter um, handle. handle. Rabbi's ad. Um, and I looked at Rabbi's ad. He's still a wrestling fan. Oh, nice. Um, time is finally here. Made on a game show on Netflix. Watch The Floor is Lava streaming now. Hashtag Floor is Lava. Hashtag Floor is Lava. Netflix. So uh, you can check out <laughs> Rabbi's ad. Uh, what he's up to now? He's not at the wrestling anymore. I, he's, he's, I, he's... I, I checked on one of the Twitter things that came up as well. It's something like at, at MFX podcast. Oh, right. Okay. And I was like, well, there's no way that's there's going. No, okay. Clicked onto it. It's a Scottish podcast people talking about wrestling lovely still going they Good managed to get stuff. on that's I, wrestlemania podcast more <laughs> i have a feeling the wrestlemania crowd is merely british between 60 and 80 percent british <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that might even be <laughs> under under representation yeah. um yeah I, you know look the wild thing is i think if i'd have watched this match before i'd seen the last ride i'd have been like that was a perfectly good undertaker match mm. i do watch it now and i just sort of go oh the rot setting in <laughs> And I'm not sure there's any need to. It was much better than I remembered, certainly. Um, Right, look, hey, we're at the main event. Yeah, let's get there. I mean, Um, this is a triumph for everyone listening. We've done done, done it in three. We've done a three-er. Is, we've not done a three for such a long time. No, it's a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster. So much for us. closer to we'll the end. We'll be back in three weeks, Mark. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, before we get there, uh, Corey Graves. Who's Corey Graves? Corey Graves is a commentator, right. um, Former wrestler, but he had to give up due to concussions. Oh. So uh, he is. Uh, I, I don't know why, they but the phrase like kind of... "Corey Graves is a shitbag" comes to my mind. I can't think. I, I genuinely can't think why. But okay. That's the first thing I always think of. He looks like he used to be in like Lit or something like that, like the band Lit. Yeah, yeah. he has a slight sort of. If someone said he is the younger brother of. CM Punk you'd sort of go oh, yeah, 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 yeah I can see that yeah. you know uh, or his dad like a kind of um, IRS kind of dad kind of character <laughs> to him. Why, why is Corey Graves suddenly well, popped into your head because before the um, Undertaker Bryant match there's like that weird kind of round table with Booker T and Corey gotcha. Graves and, and, and yeah. other people that I've never seen so before so Corey Graves had made his name sort of doing NXT commentary he right. was an NXT wrestler who'd suffered concussions mm. and they basically said to him your career is over he was just on the rise right. I think you know without, without those concussions he probably would have been a pretty decent level WWE mm. performer mm. Um, but um, it wasn't to be instead he became a commentator uh, which he is doing, you know, all the main shows. Yeah. Um, to, well, I mean, you know, everyone's annoying. Words, everyone's annoying. <laughs> We're annoying. We're yeah. annoying. You Possibly know. annoying. It's just, uh, yeah, sometimes he's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the WWE <laughs> Universal title. Um, mm. uh, Roman, uh, Roman Reigns, we'll get to him, but Brock Lesnar at this point has never been more unknowable and frightening. <laughs> he is, since the Undertaker thing where he's won that, yeah. he has almost kind of gone, I will recreate pro wrestling in the image I believe it should be in, <laughs> which is me not really doing it. Yeah, um, I, I will turn up. I will do the entrance, and I will get in the ring. When I get in the ring, I'm going to have the match and the moves be completely different from anything you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to do it in my own time. Yeah. And do you know what's going to be really strange? It's going to work phenomenally well. I am going to fr- I'm going to freeze a big vat of blancmange, <laughs> and then I'm going to throw it into an industrial fan yeah. <laughs> and, just, and just watch it. Just shards of it fly around. Yeah. It's, it's going to hurt people. It's just, I think you'd sort of say, um, do me a favour, just go out there and just wrestle like we normally do. And he'd go, no. He said, I- I'm going to do punches, knees, and my finishing move and nothing else. And you go, I-, I don't think that's enough. And you go, no, no, it will be enough if I do it once and then I leave it for a minute and do nothing. Yeah. And then I'll do another one and then I'll leave it for a minute and do nothing. And you'd be going, oh, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And Brock Lesnar is right. Yeah. Um, the uh, the bit he does when they're they're talking and you have got Roman Reigns just going, I know he can be beaten, I know I can beat him. No one believes in me, and it just cuts to Brock Lesnar sitting there going, Do I respect that? No, because <laughs> I respect no one, and I absolutely love it. He's he's the closest to being the person who comes out to do the uh, the, the, the 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 sell, which is just going, You're a fucking cunt. He <laughs> yes. is it's just by going, Do I respect going, that? No, no. Don't respect anything. I'm going to win, though, aren't I? Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's more than welcome. I'm going to smash like... him up. <laughs> Ab- absolutely brilliant. Now, the video makes it very clear in various points that people have turned on Roman Reigns. Right, yeah. And that that is slightly going to become part of his story. Mm. They've got the, the spin that WWE are putting on it is they're going, people are turning on Roman Reigns because they just don't think he can beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. They're, they're not. They're turning on <laughs> Roman Reigns shoved down his throat. because Roman Reigns is effectively the school fucking captain of WWE. Yeah. He has been picked by the head teacher mm-hmm. to be head boy mm-hmm. and he expects everyone to go, you're just as po- cool and popular as you were before. Yeah. You're not, you are a corporate stooge and everyone <laughs> will reject you. Reigns won the Royal Rumble in January and <laughs> it was amazing to watch how unpopular that decision was. Mm. At the start of the year, everyone wanted to see him become the main event star. Everyone wanted to see him do that. Mm. By the time you got to the Royal Rumble, people were sick and tired of him. <laughs> they didn't want him in there and they hated him. Yeah. He was pushed much too hard and fast too quickly. There was too obviously the hand of WWE mm. was behind him. And in the way that it wasn't with Brian and the fans won, won you know, the, the machinery to grind to a halt to get Brian to, to you know, become celebrated, mm. what they could see there was they could just see WWE saying, this is the guy you're having. We've moved mm. on from Brian. You're having this one now and he is the one we want. And it was rejected. In the Royal Rumble, uh, he's down to the last three with Big Show and Kane. Regardless of the fact that those aren't the two people you want to be pushing out to make yourself seem like a fucking huge star because they have been pushed out the Royal Rumble more than anyone else in history. They, uh, Show and Kane are at one point grappling by the ropes when Roman Reigns is down and it looks like they're both going to go out and the crowd start booing, going, no, don't let them go out. When you're not, like when you're booing for Kane and Big Show because you're worried they might fall out <laughs> and Roman Reigns will win, something has gone madly yeah. wrong. When he does win, 
they the crowd just boo. They start chanting bullshit. At one great bit, they start chanting "We want Devon" because in the Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns comes in in the twenties. At number three, Bubba Ray Dudley had made a one-off appearance to come back. He'd been eliminated very quickly, and the fans were still chanting, we want Devon, by the time Roman Reigns has won it. They are so unhappy every time he fights back against Kane in the big show. Right. Against Kane in the fucking big show. You go, please, one of them win. So bad. It's, Put these youngsters over. It's unbelievable. And when he wins, the noise of the crowd is complete rejection right. of Roman Reigns as the anointed one. The WWE had thought there's one way we can get out of this, and that is we have The Rock come down to uh, basically hold up Roman Reigns. If The Rock likes Roman, the crowd will learn to love Roman mm. as much as we do. And he holds Roman Reigns' hand up, and Rock looks around like, what is happening? Why, what, I, I've lifted up someone's arm. I'm The Rock. <laughs> and the noise is not cheering. Yeah. The noise is still the booing. And you can see his eyes flicker where he's going, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? this <laughs> I'm is, holy dog shit. I'm so, so, I am so sorry, mate. I would love to help you out, but I, I have got, such I've an got important to, brand. Got, this is, got to go. this is you know, toxic. If it wasn't for the brand, mate, I'd, of course <laughs> I'd be here. I'd love to help you out, mate. There's so many people that employs this. That's, I've just got to go. And it's, it, it's a fucking disaster. Now, they, they, they push ahead. They go, we can see through. We, we, we can push this through. When he comes out at WrestleMania, fucking hell, does he get booed. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's beyond Cena this year, level of booing. And it's just because they have that thing of going, you are the corporate stooge. We've mm. seen loads of bits where Rocky was the corporate champion, yeah. but that was played as an angle. We can see behind the scenes now, you are being pushed down our throats. Mm. WWE are going ahead with it, except for one thing that we find out when the match is over. <laughs> They've panicked. They've panicked <laughs> about WrestleMania ending with all the boos. So they've come up with a plan B. Oh, no. Uh, it's proper good. Wow. All the commentators throughout the whole thing assume that we want Brock to beat uh, to, uh, sorry, Brock to lose to Roman Reigns. Mm. Uh, every every time they're just talking about, you know, how great Roman Reigns is, it emphasizes that thing that it's a corporate choice yeah. and that this is the corporate message and he is the he is the corporate vessel. All of it is so ham-fistedly badly done. Um, Lesnar comes out and the crowd roar with excitement. <laughs> and Lesnar, God bless him, he actually looks fucking satisfied. <laughs> it's almost like he's sort of like, you can do whatever you want, but I just, I can't stop just being the best. Mm. I love it. Out he comes, and it gives him a, a level of confidence <laughs> that if I was Roman Reigns, I would be deeply unsettled by. <laughs> Out they come, they lock up, and he just barrels into Roman Reigns. And mm. what there is here, again, you just see Lesnar is having fun. And what mm. Lesnar wants to do is he wants to say to, to Reigns, yes, you know, they're behind you and everything. Yes, we're in the main event of WrestleMania. Yes, you deserve to be here. But if it came down to it, I can kill you. <laughs> and he just barrels through him and you can see that Roman Reigns is slightly punching for his life he he cuts Lesnar oh so I so so I thought oh he bled it there and then I was like oh well he doesn't bled there and, and, and I couldn't find the bled. and then I thought oh well maybe Roman does it and then it was like no he actually does actually cut him on the on the corner of the ring yeah, that, yeah. That, that's in the turnbuckle bit in the first oh. bit he accidentally does a thing right at the start where when he's punching him when Lesnar is just like ragdolling him right yeah it's, it's so fucking alpha <laughs> so alpha you just sort of go look at this Roman Reigns isn't he wonderful he's knocking him about oh it's horrible and Roman Reigns is obviously panicking a bit. And he <laughs> he catches Lesnar clearly under the eye. Right. And Lesnar does a whole bit where 
he, he F5s Roman Reigns, mm. and everyone's like, is it going to be over? That'd be fucking thrilling. <laughs> and Lesnar just suddenly notices the blood, and he sees the blood. And there is a part of me where if I was Roman Reigns, I'd just go, yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a I, terrible I, mistake. I, I do not trust that Brock Lesnar is acting now. <laughs> I, I think this could be a very, very serious scenario indeed. He was already very stiff. <laughs> and now he's going to be angry. And he might be acting, but I cannot take that risk. I cannot take that risk. So, I mean, it's a funny thing for me because wrestling in, this, in, this, in that opening minute, it's never looked more real and it's never seemed more fake. Mm. Because what you have is you have Lesnar coming out doing his UFC and his NCAA level, you know, collegiate wrestling. Yeah. You know, and, which is just... Uh, you know, uh, 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 incredible to watch. Mm. And you've also got <laughs> Roman Reigns being dominated that badly and you know that the match has to continue and he's going to get some offence in. And <laughs> it makes it seem fake because Lesnar is so legitimately frightening in that first bit. Yeah. You sort of go, for you to even sort of go and then I'll beat him for a bit, it just seems absurd. <laughs> just absurd. <laughs> He, he he does that thing if he does a clothesline at one point that's so devastating. Everyone is just a clothesline or a knee, small moves, and the crowd react to them like they've just seen the biggest move you've ever seen in your life because he does them with such force and oh, it's exciting. But yeah, he gets run into the turnbuckle with the blood. Bang! Mm. I did the same thing. Had a look back. It's not blade. Mm. That would have been the first time for a long time that we've seen proper blood. blood. Yeah in WrestleMania. Mm. Um, I think there was probably, uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly looked it was hard way. Mm. I think Brock did start to get a reputation. He had a match with Undertaker and things like that, Hell in a Cell, where he would continually get juice. And oh, he would really? always okay. sort of go, oh, it was a mistake. But it kept happening. <laughs> and he, How does he do that then? Just do a, a thin I, cut? I, I don't think know. he's like... willing to just hurt himself. <laughs> I, I think he, he might well be. But he does that on the, on the ring post and he bangs into it and that blood starts start dripping mm. out. What's interesting is because it it's cool. WrestleMania, they aren't going to go, okay, let's stop this to just patch it over and yeah, start again, yeah. which they had started doing in a lot of oh, big really? cards, right. which is really frustrating. Mm. But this one, it's just it adds to the thing. There would have been a thing I think they thought, well, that will look like Roman is hard, mm. even though, you know, it's Brock has done it to himself. <laughs> it will make it look like a proper fight and that will help Roman. <laughs> um, it is just... When Roman Reigns starts doing Superman punches on the bleeding Lesnar, people are beginning to go shit because Lesnar's bleeding. Mm. This is almost like the we are beginning to build up to Reigns beating him, and that will be, if you like, the excuse that he got a bad head injury. Mm. And you know, the, the, I mean, the worst thing you could have done in this situation is go Lesnar's bleeding, so we're yes. going to award it, award it to, <laughs> to Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. I mean, you'd have had a fucking riot, <laughs> but. They, they, when Roman Reigns starts that big comeback, the crowd begin getting dismayed. Mm. And he does his spear. Lesnar is, is wobbling around like a King Kong. He's not going down, and that gives Lesnar, uh, Roman Reigns the chance to do more spears. Yeah. And so the audience are watching it going, shit. By standing up, they're building to the fact he's taking three, mm. and then that obviously leads to him getting the pin. Yeah. And when Lesnar, after that, kicks out, the Fucking, the crowd are as ecstatic for that as anything I've seen in the entire show. They are absolutely lunatic. And then Rollins, Seth Rollins' music hits. Mm. He's going to be cashing in his money in the bank briefcase. Um, what a cheer when that is announced. <laughs> People are like, thank fuck that Lesnar isn't going to lose. Really love it. 
And uh, out comes uh, Lesnar, uh, Rollins rather. He gives his briefcase uh, to the, the ringside uh, mm. crew. He's kept it very badly. <laughs> he has. It's, it's quite it's dented. dented yeah. <laughs> well, we've got to use this next year, you stupid <laughs> idiot. Um, and uh, they, they deliver a result that was just much better than any of the results they could have got out of mm. that main event without him. Um, the, it, it basically made Rollins a main event star mm. by, by winning on the biggest stage of them all. And it wriggled out of that booking where they didn't want Lesnar to lose, they didn't want Reigns to lose. Right. Um, what's really interesting about this whole thing is that Seth Rollins was not told, and neither were, was Roman Reigns, uh, that he was going to be winning that belt until not just the day of WrestleMania, mm. but during the Rock and Ronda Rousey segment. Holy moly. Um, they, they had it on the table for a while. So mm. Brock Lesnar, he, he had a one-year contract, which he'd often re-sign after WrestleMania. Yeah. And he'd been told prior to re-signing a contract for the following year that they did have the idea Seth Rollins might win at WrestleMania because I think they were worried about a really negative reaction. Mm. Um, Seth Rollins was... Um, obviously very, very grateful. There's a point as he delivers his curb stomp to Roman Reigns, who he, who he pins to win the belt, um, he just bends his head down. And that was him just shooting the words, thank you, to Roman mm. before he did it. Um, <laughs> cool. some, some people were not happy about this. Uh, all of Roman Reigns' family, uh, the Samoan wrestling dynasty, uh, had turned up to WrestleMania. Oh, no. uh, Rikishi was in the Hall of Fame. That was part of it. But they were primarily there to see uh, Roman, Roman win. win the belt. <laughs> Obviously, because it was changed during WrestleMania itself, Roman Reigns couldn't say to them, oh, yeah, it's changed. It's changed. So they watched the match, and when it happened, they went <laughs> fucking lunatic. Especially, um, according to a lot of reports at the time, Roman Reigns' father, who was the wild Samoan seeker, right. um, the, he, was, he was said to be furious to the point where there was nearly a bad scene. Uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter said, Seeker forgot this business is not real life and was legit pissed at the finish and looking to start a war. A lot of the younger family members were rallying around Seeker, but the other 45 or 50 of them <laughs> talked some reason. Um, he was said later to be furious, mad and disappointed, but not out of control. They thought it was incredibly disrespectful, but they're all there and it was going to be a wonderful day. Yeah. And they had a terrible time. Oh, Someone no. did say to me, have a look at the link where um, you can see I believe Roman Reigns' mother mm. um, going berserk and trying to start essentially punching her way to the ringside. Um, I don't know if that exists. I couldn't find it, but um, uh, amazing. So Seth Rollins became, with that, uh, uh, he, he had a number of sort of little, uh, little achievements unlocked. Uh, he got the um, first superstar to cash his money in the bank contract in at WrestleMania. Okay. Which, if any of them had any sense, that's what you should do. As soon as you win it, you say, yeah. I'm having the main so, event at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Thank we you very much. Before, yeah. um, he was the first uh, to uh, cash in his money in the bank uh, contract during an active match, mm. turning it into a triple threat. Normally right. they'd do it after uh, a match right. or they'd have one like Rob Van Dam and, and John Cena, you know, with prepared in advance. Mm. Uh, and he was also the first person to pin the non-champion to win the title uh, as a result of his uh, cashing in the bank. Oh, so three right. little bits of history. He also became the very, very first WWE World Heavyweight Champion uh, who was born after WrestleMania 1 had taken place. <laughs> cool. um, he was also, nice. in fact, not even here until after WrestleMania 2. So um, he did a double whammy there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, that main event. It, yeah. it, it divides people. People don't like it. Why? Because it was just kind of like a, a, a get out. <sighs> it, I, you know, it, it, uh, Lesnar is being uncooperative. <laughs> Reigns looks defeated and <laughs> sad. And it has, if you like, a gimmick thing, a gimmick mm. ending that doesn't relate to the rest of the match. But I, I really enjoyed it. 
I think out of they've a, not seen like lords of main events no, in a row like we have. No, that is true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, you know, main events. A lot of WrestleMania main events are not the best match on the card. Yeah, and I think you could probably say, with the exception of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which I really enjoyed, <laughs> that the main event in this could be the best match on the card. Yeah, um, and I certainly enjoyed it. Mm, well, it was very good. What a greedy load of greedy maniacs <laughs> are out there, eh? <laughs> Having a nice long episode. Nice long soak in the WrestleManiac. Yeah, pool. we might. That might actually be the first main event we've actually talked about for longer than five minutes. Uh, yeah, we tend to get to the is. end yeah, ones yeah, and we're like, oh, we don't really have like, much to say about yeah, it. It's because, boring. Yeah, I guess so. We, al- yeah. we also find it difficult to keep watching <laughs> um, once you get past all the funny people. Then it's yeah, like, oh, here comes, this, here comes dry, Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he looks like he looks. Brock Lesnar. Uh, it looks like uh, probably too much this whole, but. You know, like in Ninja Turtles, a Krang in his mm. in the his yes, gooey, he lives inside in a, in a muscle man. Yeah, it's like Krang's taking over the rest of the muscle man, <laughs> and he's all blamondy and pink. He uh, there was a close up on, of this on him. There's a uh, it's worth seeing. Type in Brock Lesnar's teeth into Google <laughs> right. Images. Um, someone took a photo of him where it looked like he had just like holes in all the back of his teeth, like they were all oh, been taken out. Really weird. Well, he's got a very weird physicality. If some, if that remove a few teeth because of problems they, they they should remove i reckon about a yard and a half of bone from his head he is he is a a just a simply unique wrestler and he's a unique human being yeah and uh, you know i just i think i think even when you watch like ufc and you watch the best fighters in the world mm. look at all of them and you go outside of that i'm sure they are really nice guys and mm. you could probably go for a drink with them i always think with brock lesnar i just sort of think there'd be a moment if you sort of managed if you went out for a meal with him you'd look up and he'd just be staring at you furiously and you'd sort of go is there and then that would be it you just there'd just yeah. be a red black. red or black one of the two mm. and either way inside you know, your eyelids you'd see yeah you you just find it. In, I don't even know what happened. I didn't see what happened. <laughs> and they'd say it was on CCTV, but it all moved so quickly that even the CCTV camera didn't pick it up. There was just a massive, great pink blur, like a massive ham had leapt over a table and gone for your face. I find him really frightening. I'm sure he's lovely. Mm. Apparently, he doesn't like people very much. Yes, you know. No. I think he sleeps in a vat, <laughs> like he was subserved, subserved, submerged in some jelly. I, I could imagine some him also running with a like a pack of heavy bulls. <laughs> But that you just sort of like you'd be driving by and you sort of go, is there a man running with all those bulls? <laughs> and it would be just Lesnar pounding through the prairie. Absolutely chilling, chilling. nightmarish man. Ugh. I would like to when he bled though, because I thought, well, if he, if he can bleed, he can die. That, that would have been good to have Schwarzenegger just say that over yeah. the top. I mean, just come go, on, people. Sorted out, guys. Come <laughs> on. This well, is my judgment. Though. Not, an, not an unenjoyable experience. That one, very, uh, very fun, um, and plenty to chew over, so to speak. <laughs> nice. We all learnt a little something about ourselves <laughs> and uh, publishers who will throw money at anyone, including uh, leaping Lanny Poffer. I mean, if if this if this company are still going, the Wrestle Me Book of Poems, <laughs> it won't be the worst thing you've ever published. No, exactly. You're completely right on that one no, respect is due <laughs> look we are going to be back next time with mm. Wrestlemania 32 uh, but in the meantime if you would like more Wrestle Me and there is fucking loads of it uh, on the Patreon then go to patreon.com 
forward slash wrestle me. It is, let me tell you, an absolute fucking dream. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got no patter. My no. voice is going, I've actually, I, I lost my voice about four days ago. Oh no. And I was just tired and I've, mm. you know, I've been up a lot with the baby. Mm. Yeah. And it's boring and I, I was like, fucking hell. I've actually got to a point now where I have to go, I'm just going to look after my voice a bit because I'm um, <laughs> going to be doing like a, I tend to tell people a podcast. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't go into it. Like detail. <laughs> Oh. Is it about art? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sort of art. Yeah, it's poetry. Yeah, square, you say squ- squared circle? <laughs> yeah, squared circle. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping you don't know that. It means wrestling. Uh, but I was really like, oh, well, you know, that's good. And I can, I can hear it in my voice now. So mm. uh, apologies if you find that repulsive. Um, and good congratulations night. if you really like it. Patreon.com was a wrestle me. Hit we'll be back next time. Yeah, respect yeah, is due. Uh, until then, look, Pete. Wrestle me, Pete. Wrestle me, Mark. Should we get a beer? This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, treat Mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.